Do all beef patties, special sauce, butter, cheese, pickles, onions on a special cheese. Do all beef patties, special sauce, butter, cheese, pickles, onions on a special cheese. Do all beef patties, special sauce, butter, cheese, pickles, onions on a special cheese. I sit alone in my four-cornered room, staring at candles. Well, that shit is on. Let me drop some shit like this here. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bottom of the Pit podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. I am, as per usual, Mick Whoopi Goldberg of the Food Chain, and today I have with me, you know him, you love him, the Jamaican Shake. The Jamaican Shake. We have kind of a packed episode today. This week, we're going to be talking about mains, how you pick them, what it says about you, those kind of things, uh, character specialists, going on to the mindset of that. And then we're going to hit on the most debated topic of all time, tier lists, and what characters are broken and what characters are considered weak or even joke characters. Right. Um, but we're just going to start on the main topic and stick to that. For now. Um, so, I want to ask you just straight up, I'm going to hop right into this. Okay. What do you think, when choosing a main, what do you think a player should look for? What do I think a player should look for? I mean, yes. for me, I would just say look for anything that would interest you, whether you're new to fighting games as a whole, if, you ha- if you're not, you know, if you have a play style that you already like that you kind of vibe with. Like, I would immediately look for those characters over any other one just because you might already kind of know how to play them. If you're new, I would just say jump in whatever you like, design-wise, if you, like, anything. Like, because I feel like the design's the first thing that's going to grab you. So, if you're new, just look for something you might like, design. Maybe you like, you already kind of know what you like in a gameplay play style. If you're not new, if you already know, if you like, maybe you're new to a certain game, just pick the character you think you might vibe with gameplay wise. At least that's how I would see it from me. That's how I usually go. Right. That's how you do it. Right. Yeah. So as like, if someone were to go in like completely, like this is my first fighting game and this is like number one in the franchise, right? Mm -hmm. Like say this is, I don't know, say say it is like Tekken one or something. Not like the Tekken, but Mm -hmm. say like Tekken seven is Tekken one. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, you never played a fighting game before. Right. You would say try to go in there, look for, like, a character that kind of, like, looks cool. Because you don't really have a grasp on how you like to play. Just kind of see what kind of catches your eye. Right, yeah. Like, because especially if you you might not have any experience with that game from the beginning. At that point, there's only going to be one thing that's going to make a character stand out. And it's how they look, maybe. And depending on that you might fall into what you like in other games. Like, if you start Tekken and you like King because he looks cool, you might fall into the, like, hey, I actually really like the grappling style. So you might want to pick another grappler in another game. Or maybe you you see that this character, like, oh, we also have Armor King. We also have Marduk. I like playing them because they're also grapplers. So you might fall into that just from that character design. You want to use that character. You like what he looks like. Then you might find some more stuff about you that you like in the end. Okay, so it kind of like compounds. Like yeah, that. exactly. It like starts from the top and works its way mm-hmm. down. And then it kind of spreads out into other fighting games as a whole, right. like, like tendrils and stuff. Right. What do, you, what, what do you think 
when like someone like say someone has like a little bit of experience right? just a little bit of experience what what do you think is the most difficult part of choosing a main like you don't you're not really familiar with these characters but you know you're familiar with fighting mm-hmm. games what do you think comes down to to like choosing a main why can't it be so hard sometimes well i think it it really would depend on the person i would assume if you already have experience in a game you might already like a certain style and maybe the character that that's in your style that you like maybe like grappling maybe like like a rushdown if that character you know you already like that style but the character in that game just isn't vibing with you you might have to just like completely change your outlook on how to pick a character how to pick a main or you might just suck it up and be like, I guess I'll main this character because I like that playstyle, but I just really don't like them as a character. Right. Maybe you'll do that or you'll say, I'm, I've never been a grappler, I, but I really like this character. I'm going to give him a shot. And maybe you'll just adjust to that more. Okay. I think the difficulty comes with whether there's a character that you really vibe with or not because there might not be, especially if in a playstyle that you already like. Like Blaze Blue, I think... Or anime game in general, excluding like Dragon Ball, because like, it's like you already have like a past relationship with yeah, that. Yeah, most people do, really. right? But something like Blaze would be like, let's say you're a grappler and you like grappling moves, but like Taker is just lame. So you have to like <laughs> find something around that you don't like Taker, but he's kind of the main grappler of the game. He might be almost. the only grappler. Yeah, honestly. So maybe it'll be like, oh, I really don't like Taker. But I like grapplers, but I don't see any more. Maybe I'll try something else here. And maybe I might not be as good, but at least you kind of have something you like. Right. And then the day. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, would you say, and sorry, this isn't really in the questions I sent you, right. but like, say like, um, like going from your, from experience that I've seen you play as, like, you play as, like, you play as Aaron Black, and mm-hmm. you play as, um, like, in Smash Play, like, Incineroar, like, Villager and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, say, like, Carnage comes out for MVC4. We're just, uh, we're just talking about Carnage in our, in our uh, mic checks and stuff. Say he comes out, but for some ungodly reason, he's just, like, a, like a full-on, like, brutish grappler for some reason. Okay. Right? Like, I've never really seen you pick up grapplers, but would you, you know, would you pick up, you know, Carnage just on the basis that, you know, this is Carnage, even though he doesn't play at all like oh, yeah. how Carnage should play. Yeah, I most likely would. For me personally, mm-hmm. I'm sure there might be people who wouldn't. But for me, if I already like that character, I'm definitely gonna use him. I run into that a lot with like Dragon Ball. Like I like that character. If he's different, I'm just gonna use him anyway. Okay. Like with Hit, he's not the same kind of character someone like Goku. But I like Hit. So I'm gonna just like work around that pretty much. Just to get good with them. That happens a lot in games like Marvel vs. Capcom and things like that. It kind of does. You might run into a play style that you're just like, geez, this is weird. But I'm going to use them anyway. Games like Jump Force and stuff. Usually a game like a a big guest kind of situation where it's not a completely new IP. You might just have like characters from all kinds of IPs. And for me, personally, the character themselves kind of overtakes everything else. For me, just like any character in any game like Joker whether he played different like he does now in Smash or not I would have probably still used him gotcha. just because I think the idea of him being in there is so cool same with like Incineroar 
If Incineroar weren't a grappler, I would still use him because I like Incineroar. Right, for some reason, some reason he was like some speedy, yeah, like rushdown character. Mm-hmm. I would definitely still use him because I like Incineroar. Okay, and I think that shows a lot in games like that. The yeah. people trying to use different avenues to pick, I guess. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I'm happy you kind of brought up um, Smash because mm-hmm. we talked about this. Um, we talked about this in the first episode mm-hmm. you were on, um, especially in, in a game with like a, a huge ass roster like Smash. Do you think for kind of players like us that kind of, you know, we play these things kind of just like a hobby, you know, we got some time, we'll play these games. We take some pride in it. Like, we like to be good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think, since we don't really have any uh, ambitions for being, like, competitive or going to, like, Evo or whatever, do you think the concept of finding your, like, definitive main that you stick with them uh, almost solely, do you think that's kind of just like a, like a, a dead point? You mean in the eyes of, like, a professional? Kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah, because... I'm, I mean, I'm sure there are professionals that just override that ideal. But when it comes to a competitive standpoint, most people are going to just look for that high-tier character because there's a lot on the line for in a professional tournament. Yeah, true. You, this is your life, like, likelihood. Like, this is how you live. So you need to win in order to make money to live. If you can't do that then you're going to lose everything. So in a situation like that, you might want to look at, okay, this character has no bad matchups. So there's a way bigger chance that I'm going to win here and win this money so I can continue to live. And I guess, you know, there's probably some uh, examples where, hey, my favorite character might just be top tier anyway. I'm sure. It might have like a lot of like no bad matchups or anything like that. So it kind of works in favor, but I definitely know that there are characters that, oh, this, I love this character, but there's no way I'm using them in a tournament. Right. Like, there's no way I'm going to even attempt to do that. And that kind of comes into the strategic place of a competitive player. Not every competitive player is, it's not all just being better because in the end, a lot of competitive people are at the same level and, you know, they win some, they lose some. But when those matchups come into play, that might just be enough to, you know, win that match for yeah, them. And, and then get that money. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So, they're, they're looking at things way different mm-hmm. than the way you and I look at things. Right. Um, so, do you think, like, that aspect is why they they might, you know, stay... They might not pick their favorite characters. They'll, you know, pick, a like, a high-tier character they might not care about, but it gets the wins. Right. Um, do you think people, you know, like us and most of the other members of the chain, you think... Uh, just finding, like, a main, just, like, a main main, like, say, say you main Incineroar. I know you main a lot of characters in mm-hmm. Snatch, but say you, like, main Incineroar, and say I, like, main um, Banjo-Kazooie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's just kind of pointless? Like, do we really have a point to be maining any anyone, really? You Do you mean in Smash and specifically? Not, not Smash specifically, in just in general, just in general. Well, I think when it, in general, you know, there is, it's almost like an identity. Like, you use this character, everyone knows you like this character, it's almost like like that's who you are. In Smash, there's just so many. So it's just, I have all these characters. I can't really be offended by, like, if someone else uses this character, I'm just like, yeah, there's 20 characters in here. Of course, there's going to be some over, you know, some just, like, overriding of characters that people like, you know? Yeah. But in, in general, though, I, in a... Uh, in a like a more casual 
uh, environment, I think there is a point, you know, to team up or not team up, but pick a character that you personally like and kind of stick with them as the main. Because, you know, that just might be the character that reaches out for you. Right. And there's nothing that's like saying, oh, I shouldn't do that. Like, I shouldn't. There's no stakes in a casual environment that's like, dang, unless you just really want to win, you know? Yeah, yeah, some people. There's nothing that makes you be like, I got to pick this character because he's the one winning. Like, if you're in a casual environment, you're just there to have fun. Pick whatever character, you know, you want. And if you feel a lot of pride in that character that you have and you're like, this is my favorite, then, I mean, I, I would say it's probably your main. And right. There's nothing wrong with having that. To each their own. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I'm kind of giving it a negative spin. I didn't mean mm. that. Like, I'm, no, I, no. I agree. I agree mm. with you. I feel like your a main does kind of, like, speak to who you are. Yeah. Like, something like Smash is harder because maybe a group of characters speaks to who you are. Right. Right? Maybe you like Bowser Gandorf Ridley because you're just, like, Nintendo villains. You're just, like, right. you just, you've always liked the Nintendo villains. Yeah. Or maybe you like, you know, Mario, Link, and Donkey Kong because you like Nintendo heroes. Maybe that's just who you are. Or mm. you just like hero because you're a cheater. Oh, so, man. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think there, there, there absolutely is a point to, like, picking a main, whether it's casual mm-hmm. or competitive. You know, competitive, they pick it because the numbers look good. Right. But, you know, people like us, maybe they speak to us. Mm-hmm. Like, like I've been a lifelong Reptile fan, mm-hmm. right? And so, Reptile, no matter what game he is, no matter how good he is, he'll be my main. And right. I'm sure you, you felt the same way about a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to get your take on that because some people they look at it differently. Because I play a lot of, um, you know, I play you know, online. You play online a lot, yeah. and there's a lot of people out there that you know are also in this casual setting with us. But they, you know, they're they're picking for the tears. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. They're. I can't you know fault anyone for it. Whether you're just picking because you like to win, you know, you like that uh, that stack up against you or for you. If you're, you know, you're picking this high-tier character or this better character who has better overall matchup overall for the roster. I get, like, whether that's why you want to do it or you just like it. I mean, a main's the main, I guess. Yeah, main's the main, yeah. I guess. No, I feel that. Now, I want to ask you, what do you personally look for when you're choosing a main? Well, I feel like nowadays I've changed more from a play style i feel like as a kid it was more if they were more rushed down i feel like kind of spoke to me more but now for me it's solely whether i like that character or not whether i like that the design the personality it supersedes everything else for me now for example incineroar okay he's a, a grappler follow like a more focused grappler character in Smash, maybe even like the most focused grappler. I think so. To be honest, normally I wouldn't say that I'm a big grappler guy, but if I like that character enough, I'll definitely use that character. I definitely use Incineroar. Same with something like Injustice. Like I use Lobo a lot in the first Injustice. He's like has grappling moves and stuff like that. I wouldn't normally call myself a grappler main, but I definitely use him because I like his him as a character. Same with Armor King. And even, you know, characters generally... It, it kind of speaks to me in every facet, too, because Aaron Black, I like the design. I'm going to use him. Someone like Red Hood. I like Red Hood previously, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So he, he would have been a grappler. I would have picked him either way. Or if he... Whenever he would have been. Right, he, he could have had only four moves. Exactly. I still use them. I would still use them easily. 
So at this point, it's just, if I like that character, yeah, I'm definitely going to use that character. Same with, like, someone, like, who just came out at the point of this recording, Gogeta. Yeah. Like, I love Gogeta. So, of course, I'm going to use Gogeta. He could have been garbage. He could have had nothing. I would have still had him on my team. Because I just, just like that character. You're just a big Gogeta fan. Right. And that makes sense. And that's that's respectable. Mm. That's respectable. Because I'm not sure, because I'm with you. Like, my taste in characters and play style has changed, too. And I think um, eventually you stop putting so much emphasis on the play style and more the characters themselves. Right. Especially as rosters get larger mm-hmm. and larger, you know? When games, like, they're like, oh, this has the biggest roster we've ever had. There's ten whole characters yeah. in this game. You know what I mean? So you're kind of just like... And, and when the characters weren't as fleshed out as they mm-hmm. are now, sometimes they were just... Oh, does this character say Blanco? It's like, what's his deal? Oh, he's from the jungle. Right. Like, is that it? It's like, yeah. pretty much, yeah, that's, that's it. He's from the jungle. But now, you know, everyone's got to find characters mm-hmm. and storylines and goals and ones. And right. That, that all comes together. Mm-hmm. So I understand where you're coming from. Um, there's a game um, that we we play a lot, and I enjoy it a lot, and we just played it recently, um, Skullgirls. Right. And I know when we first played it, um, when we first started playing it, right, uh, obviously, like, I fell in love with Peacock. Mm. But you, for a while, were, like, kind of in a character crisis because they didn't really have a character that suited, you know, you as a... At least as a person at the time. Yeah, definitely. That was a big, big problem for a while, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Until event, and with that solid game, it just took so long for any DLC to come out. Yeah. Just because of how detailed everything had to be. But eventually, but, but I mean, now in Sega Encore, there's two characters I like to really use. Yeah. You, um, you want to name them? Oh, Big Band and Beowulf. Big I Band love both Beowulf. those characters. Big Ben might be, like, one of my favorite design characters in fighting game history. I think he's amazing. And Beowulf, his play style is just so fun. And it's just so unique. And his design is great, too. It just speaks to me more, I think. Yeah, and I would, like, if I were to, like, peg you, like, as any, like, as a grappler of, mm. of any grappling character, it would probably be Beowulf. Yeah. He's just such a character, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. He's not, like, my life is wrestling, like, mm-hmm. King or, uh, or Zangief. He's just... He's like the spirit. He's the spirit right. of wrestling. Like yeah. everything about him from like he has like the hype mechanic that mm-hmm. I don't know anything about, but you were using it the masterfully the other Yeah. Time. Yeah, that's it's and that's something that I you know, adds the layer there that might make it more inter- that makes it more interesting as a character to use for me. It's like, oh he has meta and that's just if a character has meta, you're all automatically more interesting to me, I think, overall. I agree. And since he's already a fun character and a great character it just like cherry on the top, pretty much. That's that's good, man. That's good. It's good to finally like. It's a good feeling to finally find your main, even mm. if it's through like a DLC character. Exactly. It kind of adds a, an added interest to the game. Yeah, it makes you want to go back. Yeah. Because if you settle on a character, and we've had to do that a couple mm. times in the past, we've settled on a character. I feel like the longevity of the game just isn't there for somebody. Yeah. No, because you're never like really invested. Right. Um. Okay. Say you had like, um, say Injustice Two. Okay. All right, you're a Red Hood main because mm-hmm. you're just a big fan of Red Hood. Yeah. What could they do possibly to make you just switch mains? To make you just go, I don't want to play Red Hood. I don't want to play this character. I just don't want to play Red Hood anymore. And I gotta figure something out. Um, I guess immediately for me, the thing that would probably make me question that is design. Like, let's say they have Red Hood. Okay. And. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, we're updating his look. Boom, he doesn't even wear the red hood anymore. He doesn't look like even Jason Todd anymore. He looks completely different. And maybe he acts completely different. He's just almost like not a shell now. I would probably drop them then. Plus, I mean, with Red Hood specifically, you know, there's already things that bug me about him. Like, 
you need attachments for like his main combo string. Yeah. Which always bugs me. That's what's bugged me in Netherrealm for a while now. But if I guess if because the playstyle is secondary, the it's mostly that character. So if they do anything to like destroy his character, that's probably what's gonna make me like not even want because I'd be like that's not even Red Hood anymore. Gotcha. Like there's gotcha. no point for me even playing him because that's not the character I like anymore. That's just a completely different shell of this character. I like that. Who even cares at that point? Okay, I got you. So, it really does come down to a character thing. For me, yeah. These days, it's very much character-driven over anything else. I did, like, they, if Red Hood were to be... Because I already like Injustice Red Hood a lot. Yep. If he were to switch playstyles and become, like, a command-grab, link-grab character, mm-hmm. I would still use right, him. Even absolutely. With, even if, like, they took away his right. guns and just turned exactly. him into, like, a chain grappler for some reason? Yeah, exactly. I would still use him because I like that character so okay. much. But if they took the hood off, but you they, know, turn him into some, like, Caribbean right. or something like they that. They just destroy his character. Nothing wrong with Caribbean. Yeah, like, if they destroy his character, like, the character that I like, like, they make him, like, this rich preppy kid. That's not Red Hood. Right, it's not right. Jason Todd. It's not the character I like. Why even go by that anymore? So I'm just going to chalk him, throw him out. I don't want him anymore. Right, because then it's not Red Hood. Yeah, go, it's not him. Go to, I don't quite remember who you're using before Red Hood. I'm just so ingrained Dr. that you're... Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate was, was like my main before Red Hood, yeah. Okay, would you say that was kind of a like a settle main until Red Hood? Yes Red? and no, because I really do like Dr. Fate. Okay. I do enjoy Dr. Fate in the comics, but I wouldn't say he's... Like, I would never pick... If, Jace, if Red Hood and Dr. Fate were day ones, I would pick Dr. Fate or Red Hood over him any day of the week. Okay, gotcha. Like, any day. Gotcha. Clearly, just like right. without even a second Yeah, point. absolutely. Okay, um, well, as far as mains go, like I don't have like a whole lot to a whole lot more to to say about it because mains are so personalized. Mm. Like everyone's got their own reasons to to pick their mains, whether it's design, mm. whether it's their play style. If you can find a character that has a cool design and a play style you like, um, I'm jealous. I've really only I would say the only character I've ever like found that has that is maybe like Ericune. Yeah. Maybe Eric Kune. Yeah. I like his design. I like his playstyle. Right. Even Peacock, who's one of my favorite fighting game characters, they patched her around to turn mm. her into like a like a premier uh, zoner. And right. I'm not good at zoning. I'm, mm. I'm, I like setting traps and stuff, right. but as far as like just playing keep away, that's not mm. that's not really my style. I'm not right. good. I'm not good at that. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to really say about that. So we can move on unless you have anything else to say about mains in general. Um, no, I don't think so. Cool. Go to super personalized mains. Um, but it does kind of feed into another, um, into another aspect. There's like another side to it, um, uh, something called a character, character specialist. There's, this is mostly in like the competitive scene mm-hmm. though. Um, uh, what do you think would, like, would constitute someone as being like a character specialist? Well, I think when it comes to something like a specialist, it's two, it's one of two things generally. It might be more, let's say... I've started on Street Fighter 2, I've main Ryu all the way through, right? I've used, I main Ryu, this is not me, obviously right, I don't right, main right, Ryu, not a Ryu but I, I use Ryu from Street Fighter 2 all the way through Street Fighter 5 and I'm still using him and that's my character, I'm a character specialist for Ryu. You, I could see that being, a, you know, the case, or I can maybe see, see I'm a specialist in the sense of gameplay style. So it's like this Ryu. Maybe I'll also use Ken. Maybe I'll also use Akuma. Maybe I'll also use Sean, Goken. I'm just a specialist in that uh, style of play. Maybe even something like a grappler, like King. I've used King since Tekken. 
one. King was in Tekken one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm using King's in Tekken one. I'm using them all the way up to seven. But I also used Armor King and Marduk because they're grapplers as well. So I'm just kind of okay. like a grappler specialist over a character specialist by design. With those, like those two being the two, uh, that's kind of how I see it. Whether you're like, oh, he's a Ryu specialist, or maybe he's a rushdown specialist. There's like almost two different ones. Okay, I got you. I got you. Right. Like sticking with a certain way, even when there's a lot of different options mm-hmm. around you that might even be more optimal. Right. Right. Like, right. maybe in this game, grapplers aren't good, but you've been a grappler specialist yeah. your whole life. So, right. why would you go to the top-tier rushdown mm-hmm. when you can just stick to, you know, your guns? Or in that same case, like, Akuma's better than Ryu. Yep. Why not use Akuma over Ryu? Yeah, it's true. Like, but no, I like Ryu more. You know, I, I focus more on him. So, right. there's, like, a Ryu specialist. And everyone be like, he's a he's a Ryu specialist. Right. You know, he could play Akuma. Akuma's better. Ken's better. But he's mm-hmm. a Ryu specialist. He always has been. Right. Um. Do you think... um. Say you're say you're just like a big a big time competitive scene like okay. the Jamaican Shake. Oh wow, the Jamaican Shake show up to this tournament. Okay. Um, he's top eight. What's he gonna What's he gonna do now? Mm-hmm. Um, there will they'll be like, well, you know, all these people. There's you know, say it's Smash. You know, there's four Peaches and there's three Pikachu's, right? Mm-hmm. But he's an Incineroar specialist. So, where if you know, I don't think the crowd will like if. He goes to like not say, to, to not Cinderor. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's kind of like entrapping a little bit? Because you know it's, sometimes it is a spectator sport. Yeah, I think so. That you can kind of you know create some bad blood there because people are especially. I go to like Mame Spider a lot or okay. whatever. However yeah. you pronounce his name, he's uh, I think it's like Mame. Mame Spider. Yeah, or something. He used Spider-Man, which was, like, unseen at the time. And hype as hell. Yeah, an amazing Spider-Man. Probably the best I've ever seen. If he were to make it the finals and then pick Magneto, whatever, whatever, I'd just be like, that. Like, mm-hmm. I saw you get here with that care, with that team, and now you're just kind of falling back on it. I definitely think there is, like, a pro and con there. Because it's almost just like, dang, you're not sticking to your guns here. Like, right. this, we know why you're picking this team. Because they're inherently maybe have a better matchup, maybe a little better just overall than this other character and you're just kind of trying to get that win which in the sense you're just like it makes sense they gotta win that money yeah yeah, but in your soul it's almost just like dang like they they're not using like the characters that they're branded by almost at this point especially with you know Mame or Spider which I don't think he ever did that I don't think so I think he just rocked with Spider-Man using his specialist almost like how he was branded himself around Spider-Man. Yeah, he had the mask be, and everything. Yeah, it would be weird to see him not run that right. later. Okay, I see I see what right. you mean. There's a um there's another player that I really like. He's one of my favorite players mm-hmm. in Ultimate Marvel um uh named uh, Kasuru. He had yeah. uh, he had Rocket Raccoon, Frank West and um I don't remember what the last one was. It Doctor Doom? It might have been. It might have been. Doctor I don't remember. I haven't watched it in a long time. Greatest um but he did you know, he did fantastic. He won, I don't remember if it was Eva, but he won a big tournament mm-hmm. uh, with that team. So when you see, and if, then if he were to come back and was running like Magneto, Dr. Doom, right. um, Zero or something, yeah. like, but what happened? Like, right. why, why'd you switch? Yeah. And do you think it kind of like shows, like when you say like main spider, you stopped using Spider-Man or you chose Pikachu over Incineroar because Pikachu might win you the fight? Right. You think people would be like, oh, he's in this for the money. Yeah, you kind of get that brand that like, because it sucks at the same time because yeah, you, like it might, you might be in it for the money because you have to be. Yeah. Like sometimes you do what you got to do. 
but I mean, that's just what you're going to get, you know, you don't, like, yeah, you might risk losing that tournament, but like, what is more important in this situation, the money or the pride of winning with that team that, you know, you work so hard with, or the team that might just come to that one easier inherently. And that kind of, you have to, you know, iron that out, see what, where you fall with a lot of, with most spectators, you look like you're just kind of selling it out. Like you're selling out here yeah. to get that win. It doesn't really give a good personal look. But to you, it might be, you know, a bigger decision to make. Because you might have tens of thousands of dollars on the line here. And you don't even want to take the chance of losing that. True, true. So it might yeah. be a little bit more on the line like more on the line than as a spectator. But that's just the dissonance between the two groups. Obviously, spectators aren't in it. They're not risking anything by watching. So they're not... And they're inherently going to decide to the thing that they like, which might be your team. And if you don't pick that team, they're just like, well, whatever now. Right. It's a whatever it's game. Another part of the crowd. Right. And that kind of stuff, because sometimes, it's like, say you're, um, say you're like a Zangief specialist, mm-hmm. right? And you know Zangief will get blown up by, like, Rashid. Right. But everyone's expecting you to play Zangief. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, if you want to, like, hard pick Rashid, you have to pick, like, Karen or like right. Cammy or something. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you're going to beat Rashid. It's kind of just like a, I don't even call it a double-edged sword. It's mm-hmm. kind of just a lose-lose situation. The only way I think you could possibly get away with something like that is if it's a character that's already known to be overwhelming. Like, let's say, like, Rashid's already really good. Yeah, he's best. But like, let's say Rashid is just, you're not moving against him. You need to pick Karen to, like, even stand a chance. And the Rashid's almost infamous. Like, let's say in Brawl. Meta Knight, obviously, like, broken. Yeah. Banned. Let's say he's not banned. People know that this man is overwhelmingly good. But there's this one character who can actually be meta, beat Meta Knight. Like, I don't think anyone's going to fault you for picking that character over your branded character. Because it's like, it's pretty much an L. Like, if that character is infamous already, Word. like, you see a Meta Knight, you're like, oh, here we go. But then they're like, they, then they're like oh, I'm going to pick this character to counterpick. Then you might be like, okay, I understand that. I get that from a strategic standpoint. Got you. You think even spectators? Can yeah, a spectator that. might even be able to understand that. Like, yeah, I get that. Like, I would do the same thing in that case. I think that's probably the only way you're gonna get away with that, though. Like, no other way. Right. No, if it's not like a top tier. Right. It's just like, oh, someone picked up Fang, and for some reason you picked Cammy. Yeah. Like, it, do that. It would just be weird. Like, you probably could have beat him with the character we like to watch. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah, like, it, it's a whole different ballpark. It, it's a little selfish from the spectator. Yeah. Point of view. I mean, it's like, we're, we, like you said, we're not, we don't have anything on the line. Right. Like, when we watched, um, when we watched, um, Evo this past, mm-hmm. this past Evo a couple months ago, uh, we watched the Tekken 7 one, and, you know, Nii got beat by, I guess, I think his name was, like, Arslan. Arslan Ash, yeah, the Kazumi player, and he ran. Was it? Was oh, it who was Fang? that? I don't even remember. I don't that. remember. Oh, Dragonov. He ran Dragonov. I think. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. But you know, his one of his most famous characters. You know, he kind of pioneered a lot of the Brian techniques right. out there. So you're kind of like disappointed. Like, why is he picking Brian? Mm. But Brian, not the good matchup for him. Yeah, people, it's so bad. It makes sense. Right. Now, someone like us who kind of understands that more might get. Uh, you know, might be able to pick that out, but a like a like someone who's literally just watching that and might only know surface level 
right. might not see that so deeply. Right. Maybe they've just been a, like a knee a knee Brian fan. Like, right. oh, you see Brian, like knees Brian, like oh, he's an evil top four right now. Oh, let me turn that on. Right, and, and he's, he's like not. he's using like a Hayashi or something. Right, and you're just like oh, well, he's not. I don't care anymore because he's not even using the character I like. Right, and right. then you turn it off and yeah, or switch to a different tournament or something mm. like that. Um, now I want to ask you this. This is a, a more of a, like another personal question. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever felt like you were using a character not really because you wanted to use them, but because everyone expected you to use them because you've used them pretty well in the past? Um, uh, yes and no because a lot of times like people might assume that I'll pick this character. And then, like, they might just be right. And, you know, I'll, they'll be like, yeah, I guess you pick them. And be like, yeah, you're right. I did. And I will. <laughs> so, like, kind of works. I I'm, don't think there's ever really a time. I'm sure there has been, like, in an anime fighter game like Blaze or Guilty Gear, where, like, you scream to me as a soul character, like a soul man, like someone who would main soul or something. I'm just like, nah. Right. Because I don't tend to pick up a character just because someone tells me to at this point. I'm sure in the past there has been. But lately, nah, not personally. If a character, if someone's just like, I would expect you to use this character, I'm just like, nah, I didn't really like him. I'm not going, I don't really feel pressured to pick that character anymore. Okay, I got Even you. if it's like, like, I don't even know, Scorpion or something. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say this character, like, I've, I use Scorpion since forever, pretty much. And let's, and Scorpion and MK11. Like, let's say Scorpion and MK11 is completely different that changes play style 100%. Right, right. no. If I no know, spear. yeah, like, let's say they even change his character as a whole and he's still Scorpion, but he's not, like, that same character. He's not Hanzo. No. If they're like, you've been using Scorpion for 15 years, I'd be like, not anymore. <laughs> like, no, I just don't like him anymore. Like, that wouldn't, it doesn't stop me anymore personally anymore. You know, now I'm just like, nah, it's just not speaking to me now. It doesn't really affect me at this point. In okay, life, so least. you kind of, like, move past, like, all that pressure. Right, I don't really feel that anymore. I'm like, whatever. Right, even if it's, like, a character... Because if, if it's the same character, then you'll gravitate towards them naturally anyway. Right, right. So, they like, that goes back to before. They have to change something fundamentally yeah. for, you, for you not to to really mess with them anymore. Exactly. Okay, that's interesting. Because I, I think about that uh, about that often. Because sometimes you see it, it's like, oh, you, you don't use this and this anymore? It's like, I thought you would. It's like, oh, I don't really feel them. It's like, why don't you feel them Yeah, anymore? I'm just like, I don't. I don't, yeah. Sometimes yeah, you just I don't feel say, them Yeah, anymore. I don't. And it could also come down to sometimes your taste in characters as a whole changes. No, absolutely. Maybe you don't like edgelords anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe you right. like the softer characters. Maybe for some reason you like using protagonists now, so you yeah. don't like using the villains. Right. Maybe you just some reason your hands don't work with grapplers anymore and you want to use a rushdown. Yeah, character. exactly. Inherently, things change in your life. Overall, you might just find different interests. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you feel like you've, um, you've kind of, uh, evolved past, um, holding on to characters anyway? I don't know if I'd say I evolved past holding on in a sense, cause there are always characters that, oh, no matter what, I'll give them a shot. And if they don't like them, then, you know, you just let them go, kind of go into the wind. Kind of, like their characters in, in, in fighting games, you kind of, you stick to what you know a lot of the time. Okay. So like Scorpion... I'll always play Scorpion, right? Like, I'm... how As long as I keep him Scorpion, you know? And he's always been Scorpion. I really liked his character development where he's gone. So, I'll always use him. And whether I think it's a little heartbreaking, like, let's say you use this character, you're, like, this is your... You're dependent on that character. And then, boom, the next game he's not there. It's almost just like, dang. I was using... I was so dependent on that character now. It's like, I gotta learn something completely new. Mm-hmm. 
I think in as you know I've gotten older I've started to kind of spread out a little more in general so now things like that might not hurt as much but I think there are definitely characters that I still kind of hold on to at like, this point. That you just don't ever want to see them go. You yeah, all, definitely. You always pick them up and... Right. Like, if not you're as a main, just, you know, just someone you use. Right. Because you want to keep your family close. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that's, in- that's interesting. Um, okay, we can, you know, move on from there. Uh, I want to talk about, and this is kind of like what got me started on this whole... Um, this whole ladder of questions. I want to talk about tier lists with you. Okay. Because uh, in the past, tier lists have gotten brought up a billion times. So mm-hmm. I want to talk to you definitively about it right here, right now. So, first question up front. What do you think the actual function of a tier list is? Well, nowadays, when I see a tier list, my immediate thought is like, this character must just be inherently he might just have things inherently better than another character he might have no bad matchups something that maybe he has good power good speed good like trick ups he's just overall got everything over this other person like Zangief is powerful but he's slow Mm -hmm. let's say we have a character above him that both does the damage maybe not as much as Zangief but a little less but is so much faster than Zangief it like almost makes the difference I would put something like that over Zangief just to to show that inherently this character is probably a little better than Zangief and maybe he doesn't have as many faults as Zangief stuff like thus he has more matchup potential than someone like Zangief because Zangief will probably get eaten up excuse me as his owner like against his owner yeah like he'll just get eaten up because it's hard to get in he might not have the necessary tools to deal with it but someone who might have do similar a little less damage than Zangief, but faster and have more tools, might just match up against that style better. Thus, he has more better matchups and thus higher on the tier. That's how I kind of see now. Okay, so just kind of, I, I, honestly, I feel like that's the intended purpose mm. to like for matchups, like matchup purposes, right. really. Because at the end, it is kind of just like, oh, who's got more better matchups? Mm. That's all it is. Who's got better matchups? Nowadays, I feel like. Games are getting better at ma- at balancing, and what I find a lot is that there's either a game where okay maybe there's A or S through D rank, and maybe D rank is it's worse than S rank, but it's not that much right. Like if you hard work, you might be able to make it that difference just through skill. Yeah, but. I also think, like, there's two kinds. There's games like that, and then there are games where, dang, you might just have dead characters here that just are just so much fundamentally worse than these high-tier characters. It's just, like, whether you're a better player or not, they just might be overwhelmingly better than your character. Right, which, I think, yeah, that's happening less and less nowadays. Games are very balanced. Yeah, I think that's happening a lot less. Like, Tekken 7 is as balanced as ever been. Right. Street Fighter Five is the most balanced Street Fighter Absolutely, in yeah. Like, I think that's happening a lot less... So there's not, it's not, the tier list conversation is less important now, I think, than it's ever been. Okay. At this point in time. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And we haven't seen a character, and we'll touch on this later, uh, we haven't seen a character that's been, like, so weak that they haven't been competitive. Right. I mean, I think the last character to be, like, so weak you couldn't play him was Devora in MK11. Probably. And she got fixed, and yeah. now she's playable, so... So there's clearly just, like, they did something wrong there. Right. And it got fixed. It wasn't just a character's, like... 
whole tools were wrong. It was just exactly. the, kind of the numbers kind of didn't, didn't add yeah. up. So, yeah, you might be onto something. Like, everything is, is kind of balanced. Yeah, plus, especially in this age, like, like, let's say Street Fighter, like, I'm using Akuma, who's higher tier. Mm-hmm. And Blanca, I imagine, is what, lower tier in this, or is he higher tier? Uh, I think he's, like, low mid-tier. Mid, low mid-tier. Yeah. Like, you'll still beat me with Blanca. Right. And I might be, you wouldn't go back and forth. There's, because that, like, skill dividend is still there. Yeah. And whether someone is inherently better or worse, like, that can make that, that can be the make or break right there. You think some people forget about that when they I, talk about tiers? I, I think often that, because I think they get so wrapped up in this, oh, uh, this character so good he's broken and no matter how good I am I can't cross that dividend right. to be better like if we pick the same character up they, they might I might trash him right yeah like just cause I'm better inherently but that character's skill that character as a character is so much better than mine whether they're better than me or not is moot okay I, but I think that conversation is not nearly as prevalent as it could have been back then yeah or as it should have been back then yeah exactly because and that's why I think some people might take put too much stock into tier lists because say like you pick Akuma and for some reason I pick Akuma mm-hmm. like by tier list standards that matchup is five five right that's an equal matchup right but your Akuma versus my Akuma that's ten zero you yeah exactly because I know that character yeah. I'm more skilled with that with character. that character right and it'll be flip flopped if you pick Blanka against my exactly Blanca. and that's I think that people just don't even have that conversation yeah they'll say oh. Rashid's way better than than Fang. It's like, yeah, he is, but the world's worst Rashid will never be right. the world's best Fang. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't. I feel like that conversation is more common in like an anime game. But even so, I feel like we haven't seen such a overwhelming character like that since maybe Kokonoe and Blazewell. No, maybe uh, I that. I don't think so. Like, and that might even be stretching it to be honest. I I don't even think I ever fought a. Excuse me, a Kokonoe in Blazewood. I have an online. We fought... The only time we ever fought, and it was on stream on our old... Our old, like, Food Chain Twitch channel. Okay. Was uh, when Pecan Swirl picked Kokonoe. Oh, I, unpatch, I do remember and that. And he swore up and down she wasn't broken. Yeah. And he wiped the floor with everyone yeah, with like, ease. And yeah, like, bro. Definitely. Come on, she's broke. Everyone, yeah. She's banned in every tournament. For come real. on. He's like, man, she's not broke. I'm talking to you, Pecan. She was broken that game. Uh, but that's that's for later on. Right. Uh, for now, um, I want to ask you, what um, what pitfalls do you think people they'll they'll run into when they're they're choosing their characters for the tier? They're picking for the tier. So you mean like what might like like whether or not it's high tier or bottom tier? If they choose, it's like oh, I only use bottom tier characters or I only okay. use top tier characters. What do you think they they lose uh, doing stuff like that? Well, when it, uh, when it in the uh, top tier. Side, I think you lose individuality because oh. a lot of people, you know, do that same thing. So you might get just, oh, this is what this lineup looks like right now. I can't remember what get. Oh, uh, Samurai Showdown. Oh, okay. Haramaru and what was wasn't it? Uh, Genjimaru. Genjimaru. Genjimaru, Genjimaru yeah. yeah. Like it was those two on top eight, and that's it. Was, it. it was. It was. I think six Genjimarus. Yeah, think. like when you just see that overwhelming amount of. And obviously, he's like the best character in the game, right? Yeah, or something I, like I that. I think he got patched down. He got patched down a little. I don't know what the tier list looks but like. But at the time, he was definitely the <laughs> best character in the game by far. By far. And when you see that, you're just like, I don't even want to watch this because it's just like, I'm not even seeing variation yeah. here. And it did hurt the viewership. Right, because yeah. Because no one wanted to see Genji Mario versus Genji Mario exactly. versus Genji Mario versus Genji Mario. And you might just kind of lose that standout. Like a character, like uh, Mame, Spider, Mame, Spider, however you pronounce it. He's like a standout because he's using Spider-Man. Yeah. So you immediately see that and you're like, wow. 
However, in the low end, if you're picking a low end character, low tier character, you got a lot of work to do. Like you got to work a lot harder to make it a lot farther. Whereas a high tier character might not have to work as hard because he has more options. Yeah. There's definitely pros and cons to both sides, and you know whether you balance that out. I guess is your choice. That's true. That's up. That's up to skill. You think sometimes people. Say, oh, I only pick low tier characters because people think they're cool. Right. People think low tier players are cool. I mean, I could definitely see that, but I mean, if you're not working to back that up and you just keep on losing, you mean nothing. Yeah, that's that true. Point. You do mean yeah, nothing. Yeah, like, if you just keep losing, it's like, well, you're not showing out, so it doesn't even matter. Right. You don't, no one notices the low tier characters that lose because they're low tier and they lose. Exactly. It's the low tier characters that, that win. win. That's when they, like, wow, he got here with who? Like, that's when exactly. it sticks in your head versus. Oh, he got here with GT Goku. Right. Like, of course. Like, yeah, so did the rest of them, you know. But it's like, oh, this guy got here with Nappa. And I'm like, oh, yeah, why he got there with Nappa? Like, that immediately makes me, like, stick out more in my head. Right, and it kind of makes you want to root for that. Exactly. The underdog. Everyone wants to root for that. Everyone wants the underdog. To right. Win. And I think that's what people think about when they're they're choosing, say, um, uh, choosing their, their mains based on, like, a, a low-tier status. Mm. They're a low-tier... Everyone wants to see me win. Right, like, exactly. Well, you know, not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to win and if you're not showing out, right, who cares? They'll turn away. It's like, oh, yeah. this is this is like just another like bad Napa player. Who, exactly. Who didn't, you know, who doesn't understand how weird his normals are. Mm-hmm. You know, just like every other like right. Napa player that's not, you know, maybe like the top 100 online. Or exactly. Something. Um. Yeah. And it kind of goes with the people that pick the high tier too because they'll pick, say, say sticking with uh, fighters. They'll pick, you know, Bardock Cell... Uh, GT Goku mm-hmm. or whatever, and you no, know, if they lose, if they just consistently lose, they'll they fall even worse because now they're just forgotten. Yeah, because it shows that dang you might just not be good, good at this right. game at all. Exactly, like because this is obviously if you're fighting, let's say you got you're on the you're exactly as good as a team of I don't know Genu seventeen and Nappa, and you're picking top tier characters and you're at equal level. Odds are you should just be winning. At all times. If you're just losing constantly, whether it's against more high-tier characters or low-tier characters or mid-whatever, it just shows that, dang, you just might not be a good player. Yeah. Like, this is, might not be your game, and you might... And you're not going to, you know, raise popularity being a bad player. Oh, yeah. It's not going to happen. You're just not worth acknowledgement. Exactly. Because sometimes I'll watch people pick uh, low-tier characters, mm-hmm. and I'll, like, pay attention. If they're good, you know, um, I'll be like, oh, wow, this character... This is, the, this right. is what this character can do, and that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really learn much watching top-tiers, like... Yeah. play because you know you know what they can do exactly pretty obvious they're usually a little bit easier to use mm-hmm. so it's interesting to watch but it's frustrating to watch when they keep losing right what, what do you learn in watching them? Not exactly but that comes down to like the whole spectator thing mm-hmm. um what 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 would you uh what would you think if like you picked a character um Say like you picked a character because they were low tier. Say that's I know that's not what you do, but say you picked a character. Right. Say you picked Nappa. Okay. Because he's low tier. Right. And then he's got buffed the high tier. Would that be a little bit demoralizing to you because you felt pretty cool using that low tier character? I mean, if I were to pick the character because he was low tier, probably. Okay. Yeah, especially because you start to lose that because if Nappa boosts the high tier, everyone's picking Nappa. Right. So you start to lose that you know individuality and that standout. You start to lose that, so it's like. I don't even want to use Nappa anymore because everyone's using Nappa right now. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's it's almost an ego thing because you kind of have to be like, I was using Nappa before right. he was good. Exactly. I was an, I'm an OG Nappa player. Yeah, and you might have to you know some riders that are like, man, he's been using Nappa since day one. Yeah. Like you already know, like 
He's worked. I'm sure, you know, people, I don't think they'll so much drop him. It's just more, so much they don't get that feeling that they used to get, you know? Yeah, that, like, that kind of euphoric feeling. Right. It's like, wow, I'm beating all these top-tier characters with my low-tier. Exactly. Because now you're just beating other top-tiers with top-tier Right. It's not as interesting a match anymore. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and we've been uh, teetering on this topic for a while. And this is the one I want to focus on uh, pretty heavily. Uh, so let's just dive right into it. And that is the topic of broken and weak characters. Okay. Now, the list of characters that are actually broken is very, very small. Yeah, super small, I would say. Maybe even, like, countable on your fingers. It might be. And actually, I made a list here. I'll read it off to you okay. real quick. Of characters that were broken. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, that's the wrong list. Here's the list. Characters that were, like, broken or soft banned. Right? right. Here's a list. I don't think... It's not complete. Obviously, I missed some right, of those of things that you I can't knew. pick every find every game. Um, there's Old Sagat. There's, yeah, Vanilla Street Fighter Force now? Oh, uh, not that one, but okay. he's also on the list. So, okay. yes, Vanilla. There's, um, in, I think it was Turbo, where okay. you could use, um, you could pick, like, old Sagat from Super Street Fighter 2. Okay. Or I'm getting that, I might be getting that mixed up. I might be getting mixed up. Okay. Uh, because I never really played that. Mm-hmm. It's just something I know. Um, and he's, like, way better than the, the than version the rest. of Yeah, than the rest. Uh, he was soft banned. Obviously, okay. Gil from Street Fighter 3. Oh, absolutely. 3, uh, soft banned. Right. Right? You just so OP, so broken, yeah. you can't use Gil. Uh, Pikachu from Super Smash Bros. 64. Okay, yeah. Soft banned sometimes, but not so, all the time. Yeah. Bar- barely ever, but he was soft banned. Right. Best character in the game, hands down. Borderline broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meta Knight, obviously. I don't think that's that. Everyone who, who doesn't know about the legend of Meta Knight. Who doesn't? Everyone knows. And then, like you said, Vanilla Street Fighter Force of God. Right. Um, and then see, people also say Arcade Edition uh, Yun. Oh, yeah. Also, I do hear about that a lot, yeah. And um, Akuma, uh, Super Street Fighter 2. Mm, right? that's obviously. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Or is it Turbo? Super Street Fighter 2. Turbo, I believe, yeah. One of those. Anyway, I get them mixed up all the time. Um, we're young boys here. Kokonoe, mm-hmm. uh, as we yeah. were talking about. And these two like caught me off guard when I was doing my research for this. Uh, the character called Tengu in Dead or Alive. Uh, I think he wears like the like tango the mask, mask or Probably, something. Or something. I don't play Dead or Alive. Right, me neither. And maybe I'll touch on why in a different episode. Right. But I don't personally played uh that are alive mm. but he's been banned forever really yeah and every in integration jeez of he's been banned and uh hill day from street from fighter so caliber four i thought say street fighter 4 yeah so caliber four yeah i actually just recently watched a video oh yeah about uh hilda from so caliber four and this scene that i was just like yeah that looks overwhelming <laughs> but yeah those are and that's one two three four five six seven eight that's nine mm-hmm. characters right that have been soft banned. i might be missing some don't get me wrong nice. there's small tournaments there's big tournaments yeah i might sneak in ice climbers and melee oh yeah, with that yeah. Infinite. i mean they've never been soft banned, like banned or anything no. but it's just like there it is that's a broken mechanic. yeah it's broken bro like that's not fair <laughs> well as far as melee goes let's take a a, a, a tangent here i'm not gonna like Shit on like melee players. Right. They're passionate. The game's good. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, oh, it's a great game. It's a yeah, fantastic absolutely. game. But I feel like they put up with things that no other community would. Right. Like no other community would be like, oh, ice climbers wobbles legal. No, True. no way, no way. No. True. If fighting fighters, they're the character who could just infinite lock you down with Kamehameha and you couldn't do anything about it until like until you got you, chipped out. Until you chipped out, they'd be like, you can't do that. Like they would chalk right. down immediately. It's like, oh no, infinite Kamehameha until, right. until like the game until it gets patched out or exactly. something. Just don't do it. It's not yeah. legal. That's definitely not it's, a stand. The only community I see that ever puts up with that stuff is the Marvel series. The Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. They put up with like touch of death combos and stuff like Man, that. Man, the Marvel vs. Capcom community in fighting is almost like wrestling. Like there's like <laughs> no heels true. and everything in there. It's 
it's almost like they're putting up a show rather than actually per- like participating in a tournament sometimes. That's true. I'll give it to them though. It was I interesting. Like, yeah, it was, I, I like it. I enjoyed. I didn't really enjoy like like top eights that much because mm-hmm. it was usually the it's the same thing the same every stuff. year pretty much unless something crazy happened like when Justin Justin Wong brought back yeah. everything with Akuma. But aside from that, that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, those are like the nine characters that I know. There might be more. Yeah. Um, but um, I wouldn't really call any of them necessarily like all of those necessarily broken. Mm-hmm. Do you think the term broken? is thrown around, like, way too much. I think it's, it is, because there, there's never been a set thing for what broken means in the fighting game community. A lot of people might just say, this character's top tier, and they might just replace top tier, maybe even best in the game as broken. Okay. Now, I think inherently something like broken would mean a character that might have a mechanic that legitimately breaks the game, like an infinite or a reset. I would consider a broken mechanic because it's not met. It's not meant to be, you know. It's not meant to be there. Something like the infinite grab thing. I would say that's broken over a character who's just overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly good. And and that I and that comes up to how I perceive we're broken. A character that like Kokonoe, who's so he's she's not technically broken by the game developing like eyesight. There's nothing technically wrong with her from. A dev outlook, right? But when the character, she's just so overwhelmingly top tier that you can pretty much do nothing. You could replace that as broken, but not really broken. Okay. Because she's not technically breaking the game, but it's just like, dang, she's so good that I, it's pointless for me to even try because I can't do anything about it. Okay. That so makes you sense. might just throw that word in there just to kind of, you know, was a hyperbole. Like, this kid, like, she's broken, bro. Like, she's so good, you can't do anything. That's kind of how I think broken is thrown around more. Okay, It's not really broken, but it's almost been pseudo-changed into an overwhelmingly good character. Okay, kind of like, like, when they, they say broken, I, they kind of mean, like, a character that's so, so great that mm. it's unhealthy right. for the community as, yeah, as a whole. exactly. I think that's almost how you have to fo- look at that. At the, that's how a broken character is now. It's... If there's no point to ever use another character but that character, that's when the character is, like, broken right. by if, that standard. If you use any other character, you've lost already. Exactly. Like, like Kokono. If she was, yeah. like... I don't think she was legal for very long at all. Yeah. Um, but if she was, like, say, Kokono is how she was, mm-hmm. unpatched, Evo would have been top 32 Kokono. Exactly. Like, when that kind of becomes unhealthy for the game, for the environment... Then that's when I think you gotta draw draw the line. She's not technically a broken character, but she's just so overwhelmingly good. What's even the point? Okay, yeah, that's sense. how I see it. And when it comes to that word, right? But there are characters that are just fundamentally absolutely like, take Gil, like Gil. Yeah, Gil. He just doesn't work. Resurrection, freaking all facets of gameplay style. Just Gil does perfectly. Oh yeah, longer and limbs than anyone. Exactly. Aside from, like Necro, but does that really count? Yeah, stretches. I say Necro stretches and also does not have. Full screen projectiles, That's true. like nothing like that. All right, chip damage with normal. Exactly. Uh, he's got that one like Seraphi move where he does the, yeah, the big what, rings, like half, half health and chip, on, on, and, chip yeah. Yeah, and it'll kill you if you don't block. It. Exactly, and, and then, once again, resurrection. Yeah, and then resurrection if he doesn't do that, and then you got to deal with a whole another health bar unless you can stop it. Yeah, and hope he doesn't get another right. bar of super. Exactly, exactly, and plus, you know, also characters who inherently broken like a Kuma and Turbo. 
I believe it was several. His shoryukens were doing like all your health pretty yeah. much. Like half your health in one shoryuken. That's inherently, it's not technically broken, but it's inherently like this isn't fair for me. Okay. Like it's not, I'm, it's not even fair. Now, would you say those two characters, in, in particular, the, the Turbo, Turbo Akuma <coughs> right. and Street Fighter Three Gil, right. like, they're they're definitely, like, the big bad boss characters. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say, like, they were just made playable, like, they have had no, like, they're, like, no thoughts of competition. Like, hey, do you want to have, like, some fun mm-hmm. in arcade mode and, like, destroy everyone with kill in, like, Super Street Fighter Turbo? That's, yeah, definitely. Especially in that time period, because we're talking about mid to late 90s between yeah. those two characters, and the fighting community was just sparking at like the end of the 90s early 2000s like that's like it was just sparking then i don't think any dev at that point made any decision in development over we gotta balance this game for tournaments i don't think that was ever like the conversation one the conversation like i think it's a a, it's obvious to tell when you look at like the boss boss character like (laughs) gil versus seth gil is busted he's like has everything. He's overwhelmingly better than every other character. Right, hits harder, has more health, is faster. Right, and Gil, or Seth, is actually balanced. You yeah. know, he's obviously the boss character and he has a lot of options, but he's not doing all your health in a special on whiff. He's like, literally, he's more balanced and you kind of look at the difference, like the differentiating viewpoints there. That's true. When, hey, I'm just one of, just for funsies, I'm going to make this character playable. But when you look at Seth, it's like, I'm, we have to balance it. We can't have this broken character. That's true. And it was cool with Seth because when you fought him in arcade mode, he was stronger. He Absolutely. had better frames. He yeah. had better damage, better defense. Mm-hmm. And they rebalanced him for yeah. play. And I think that would have been cool if they did that with Gil. Yeah, I think that would have I, I would have probably used Gil if they had actually balanced him. I would have definitely thought his play style was cool enough to be like in that style as long as, you know... You weren't doing all your health, all these characters yeah. I mean, in one shot. He's still going to have the resurrection. You could have made it like three bars. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't use any EX moves right. if you want to use this resurrection. Exactly. You never yeah. get it up in time. You got to make a good sacrifice. Like, you actually have to sacrifice to mm-hmm. make that work. And make it not bring up his health all the way. Just mm-hmm. make it like kind of like how uh, Elena's was. Maybe it's like half health. Right. Maybe it's like three quarters of his mm-hmm. health or something. Or just have it kind of like how Jason was. Yeah, like, how, however how much, much meter you have. One time. Yeah, one time, however much meter you have. Kind of like let's say you have just a bit of meter, you might come back and you might have no health. And um, the the other characters, like those characters, are, they're like definitely broken. They're definitely like not balanced for competitive play. Right. And um, but there's characters out there that that do kind of like break the game. Say um, take Meta Knight. Mm-hmm. Right. He he has his, it was like his flight mechanic. Yeah. Where he flies infinitely and he could. Time you out, you know, he gets a life lead and he'll fly around the exactly, arena. Exactly. You can never yeah. get him. No one, only person I can catch him at a night is another Meta Knight. Right. Just to watch them fly around trying to hit yeah. each other. Or he can just take you off the stage on one combo. True, it's yeah, zero to that one, yeah, that's zero He to had nine, all yeah. those options. Right. Um, do you think, and then you have uh, Sagat, Vanilla Street Fighter mm-hmm. 4 Sagat. Do you think they're, um, they're kind of in the same, uh, the same boat where they're not technically broken, but they have maybe that one thing that makes them just overwhelmingly powerful yeah i think sagat don't get me wrong is incredibly good in that game i think a little less so than meta knight just because the play style is a little bit different meta knight is just so has is so overwhelmingly good in all his facets you know zero to death is almost just like impossible for some characters you know and 
I think you could put them in that same vein. But you also, when you put them in that same vein, you have to look at the different kind of game. That's true. That's like, also true, yeah. When you have, like, Street Fighter is much different from Smash. And you have different goals in mind when you're playing those games. Both those characters are amazing and broke, like, pretty much banned. Like, they're... I don't know if yeah. Sagat ever banned officially. Sagat? No, he wasn't. It was never, like, officially banned. No, Meta Knight was. It was, like, hindsight. Or, like, oh, Sagat... Or maybe yeah. not... It was hindsight for me, but maybe right. not for them. But for me, I'm yeah. like, oh, Sagat really was fucking Yeah, bad. like, Sagat... I remember there was... Like, that buzz came back when... What was that, Ultra, when you could pick the old oh, one? Oh, yeah. And everyone was like... Like, what are we going to do about Street Fighter 4 Sagat? And uh, Arcade Edition Young. Exactly, like, yeah. These like, how is that going to go into play? And it might not be, you know, as devastating as someone like Meta Knight, even though you they're pretty equal in that style. Because, I mean, I'm sure there are people who, you know, you might be able to beat a Sagat. Right. But Meta Knight, just that style of game, because you have different goals in mind when you play that game, it's not so much lower their health. It's you have to raise their percentage and get them off the stage. Okay. And a game like Street Fighter just lowers the health you win. And in Smash, it's you got to, you know, get them damaged and then make a solid hit to take them out. And Meta Knight just had the option to avoid that at all costs, pretty right. much. Or deal it. Right. Then, or deal exactly. it immediately. So I think you could, do, yeah, you could put them in the same way, but you have to look at the difference in that style of gameplay. That's true. That might make Meta Knight seem a little bit more overwhelming. And I forgot, he, he also has that, that cape move where he'll go invisible and hit you. Oh, yeah, that I, move too. I think yeah. it was unavoidable yeah. as well. I don't know how you get away with it now. I haven't fought a Meta Knight That's since it. then. I haven't know? played Brawl in many years, Man, nor yeah, do yeah. I have much interest But in. when we played Brawl, like, we, we were young. We were very yeah. young. We didn't have any. Yeah, I think it was we like didn't know 10 anything when Brawl dropped. We're like, wow, this is so good. Isn't, right. isn't this, like, better, way better than Melee because it's the new game? Yeah, pretty much everyone says that. And then they play Melee again, they're like... like what the heck yeah, like, game is solid yeah and then you go back to that floaty bra and you're just like dang this is floaty mm-hmm. like dang that's the first thing you notice is right. that the flow is like this game feels unfinished um but then there's two oh not two um then there's a there's a couple other characters that I think also fit in the same camp and I think that's Pikachu from uh Super Smash Bros. 64 right uh, uh Bayonetta okay and yeah. um and Hilde mm-hmm. right out of the list I just um, I just I told you earlier. Right. I didn't I didn't uh, put Bayonetta in there because I don't consider her broken. I think she's just overwhelmingly strong. Right. Yeah. And I think that's how Pikachu is as well. And same thing with Hilde. I don't think they're like you said technically broken. Yeah, they don't technically do anything that might break that game, but they fall into the similar realm of it's just unhealthy. Yeah. Like you see so many Bayonettas or you see so many Hildas at the time. It just, like, becomes boring, you know? You don't even boring. want to look at it anymore. Thanks. It's just nothing. And obviously, you don't see much with professional tournaments with Smash 64. Not really. So, it's not... I feel like Pikachu kind of gets by in that, because, like, who's playing Smash 64 right now? I mean, nothing on stream, but they still have it. Yeah, they still have it there, and I'm, but, like, it's not on that same level. Who's taking you know? it that serious? Same with, like, Soul Calibur 4. Like, who's playing Soul Calibur 4 right now? No, why? That game's exactly. Good. People are barely <laughs> playing... Six, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. And I like six a lot. For being the most solid out right. of like, the recent games. And hopefully, you know, we'll get more DLC and might pick back up again. Yeah, but that's true. It's almost, you look at them differently. Yeah, they're both, all three of those characters are just so good. They're so, just so good. But they almost become like a moot subject now because it's just so long ago, you know? Yeah, no one's like, like four, no one's playing four anymore. Right, no like, one's playing four, no one's really playing 64. No one's... Wait, what was the other character? Um, Bayonetta. Bayonetta is a little bit more different, I guess, in that case. 
But I think it's almost she's almost fallen into the Smash Bros. I don't want to call it a curse, but they added what eleven new characters in Ultimate. I think a little bit more than that. More than that at yeah. this point. Now. At this point, yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah, Bayonetta's still good. They definitely nerfed her. Even I remember like watching like before Ultimate even dropped. I think at E three. Um, when Sakurai had come to like an open or something, so okay. it was like the very first tournament going to E three. The Invitational, yeah. And Sakurai like, and it was just all Bayonettas, or it was a bunch of them, not all of them, but Sakurai saw Bayonetta and was just like, "Yeah, we got to do something about that." He did something, about and they did, and now she's not. Plus, with that nerf and just all these new characters, you don't see Bayonetta nearly as much now. No, because it's just it's pointless now. Why would you even pick Bayonetta if you can pick Joker? Yeah, like, what's the point? Bayonetta, I mean. Like, why even do that at this point? Pikachu or came Hero. back from 64 and said, I'm top tier. Yeah, guys. pretty much. Like, now Pikachu's as prevalent as ever. Yeah, he's number two. That's crazy. Who's number one? Peach. Peach has been number oh, one oh, since the game right. dropped. Right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Peach is really good. Um, but, yeah, that's... And I just feel like... But that goes back to, like, the initial question. I feel like, as far as broken characters go, we, we can count that on one hand. Who's, yeah. like, technically who's, broken. Yeah, who's actually broken. Yeah. There's another one. Mm. From this old ass Power Rangers game. Oh, I do kind of remember hearing about this. Yeah, he like I don't remember which one it was, uh, but he like f- he like floated the whole game. It was a uh, like flo- oh I, oh yeah Ivan Ooze. He floated the whole game. Yeah, he's <laughs> so like he floating. Grab him. He yeah, could, like, sweep him or nothing. Yeah, I was yeah like that's broken. That's, that's broken. inherently that's, a broken that's thing. A broken yeah, that is broken inherently. Versus you know. A character just being overwhelmingly good. Yeah. Like, there's obvious differences, I think, between the two. But they all get lumped under. Right. Broken. Broken. Uh, because of hyperbole, yeah, I think, more yeah. than anything. It's like Cassie Cage and MK11's not broken. Yeah. Is but, she strong? Fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But people might just say, oh, she's broken. Just, you know, to get their point across. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it kind of yeah. is like hyperbole at that point. It's like an exclamation point. Right. Pretty then. much. She's broken. It's like, she's great. Yeah. She's yeah. the best character. Sure. Maybe not. I don't know yeah, who's I don't. the best character. I've played... See, that goes back to a little bit earlier. Um, taking, like, a big switch of route back mm. to the beginning. Uh, kind of just, like, on a personal tangent on myself. Um, I, I'm not that interested in MK11 because there's no reptile in MK11. Mm. I have a deep personal connection with reptile, and he's not in MK11. Right. So I'm not as interested as I was. I don't know. I mean, now, because I feel like I've changed a lot in how I view fighting games. I think there's something about... And I think, like, there's something about Netherrealm games that... They really don't grip me for long. I okay. think it's the style of gameplay just kind of gets unfun when you because I think MK is a game that you do experience tears a lot more. Like you yeah. feel that difference a lot more. I think it becomes a lot less fun when all you're fighting is Cassie Cage or Sonya or Kung Lao Garrus. You just experience that, and they're just a lot better than you. And you're just like, I don't feel like doing dealing with that right now. You know, like I just don't. And I mean, like, I think Netherrealm games usually drop for me, like, after a month or two. Because it just kind of becomes the I same, and it just gets old. I think the problem with, at least MK11, there's a lot going on in mm. MKX. Uh, but MK11 is, like, the game of frames. Mm-hmm. It's like your frames make or break everything you'll ever do. Right. Like, some characters that have great frames are great. Mm. And it's all it all becomes it's all about and the starter too. If you got a low starter, yeah, the starter, then you're yeah. great. If you got an overhead starter, then you're great. Mm. If, if all your strings are mid starters, mm. then you're, yeah. you're gonna be low. Yeah, you're gonna definitely be right. low. And that's like the fucking problem with like Shao Kahn and Kotal. Right. 
And apparently Sean Cotto's got like a big buff mm-hmm. recently, I've heard. Oh yeah, he's he's higher, not high tier. But yeah, but he's, he's higher, higher now. Left Shao Kahn in the dust. Yeah, which I mean, inherent that happens, you know. Yeah. Plus with the crushing blows. I almost wish for, if they do make another MK, kind of go back to a more focused basics. Like the, the attachment character and the variations is cool and all, but almost wish we just got like the definite character yeah. instead of three different variations. Like I almost wish it was just Scorpion. This is Scorpion. This is Reptile. This is whoever. Like I don't, I'm kind of tired of let's pick this. This is Aaron Black, but the gunslinger version. Like I'm tired of that now. I think I just kind of want that character. And I think it's just easier to balance in it that is. outlook. It's just, I feel like it's a cool idea and it's a cool thing, but I'm just tired of it at this point. I, f- I feel that. It's like, stop with the variation. Yeah. If you really want to see, like, a variety of characters, just give us more characters. Right. Give us better balance. Mm. Uh, but that's just that's just taking a, um, um, uh, going all the way back to the beginning. Mm. Uh, coming back down. Um, now... What, like, we talked about broken characters, and we kind of went uh, a little bit in-depth, mm. um, but what do you think, and not just, like, technically broken, just, like, like this overwhelmingly strong, right. uh, what do you think makes a character overwhelmingly strong, like, super powerful? Um, I guess it would depend on the game, Okay. but I think okay. overall, it's the options. I think, you know, if a character can cover every base, that's kind of what decides them to be good. Like, let's say... Like, bring up the Zangief thing again. Like, Zangief cannot cover every option. He cannot zone you out. He can't, like, I guess, like, like lock you down as well as someone, you know, with, like, Sagat. Like, Sagat has high-low projectile. Though Sagat doesn't have, like, a lot of the things Zangief has. If a kid, like, he might be able to lock you down, but he might not be able to, I don't know, like, make you fear coming in or something, like... Making you fear getting close. Like, Sagat might not do that as much as someone like Zangief, who, hey, I don't want to get in because I might lose a quarter of my health from a grab. True, true, okay. A character who I would consider, like, un- overwhelmingly high tier and um, broken, quote unquote, is a character who, he might make you fear coming in. He might have a command grab that does 20, like, a lot of damage. But at the same time, they might be able to, like, zone me out. Or they might be able to just cover every boundary. Like, they might force me to come in or something with, like, a a low trap that makes me jump or something like I have to go I I have to pretty much always be battling them in the way they want me to like I, they have they cover every single thing that they that is in the game so well that you pretty much kind of don't have a good pick you can't really counter them I think that's kind of what makes a high tier character well, if they can counter, if they can just pretty much control you at all times in every way with any like with any character. They don't have very bad, very many bad matchups. Like they, they just are overwhelmingly better than most characters. And it's hard to give an example of that because you don't see many. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that's really rare. Despite what everyone thinks, that's that's so rare. Right. Yeah. Like you don't see a character who can. Oh, he can do thirty percent. If you're up on him, but he can also do 30% from full screen and with zoning capability and stuff like that. You Usually characters designed in mind with, this is their specialty, they're weak on this. That's true. But a character who's really good over with everything is the character that I would consider broken. Broken. Quote, okay. unquote. Okay, yeah, that makes... 
that makes a lot of sense. I hate to keep picking on like this one, this this character, but that like sounds like fucking Garrus from. Empire. Yeah. Like he just sat, like on paper, like he's pretty much everything like you right. you like described. Yeah. He can do thirty percent from full screen. Exactly. With the crushing blow, fucking sand trap. Getting his face, and he might, and he's doing thirty percent with yeah. the command grab. It's command right. grab, or he's got he's got high low mix ups, overhead right. mix ups. Right, and he is really top tier, yeah. really good for all those reasons. Right, because he yeah. has all those, and goals. people might call him broken because his crushing blows do like fifty percent mm-hmm. in his command ground. So, like, people might call him broken. Right, for free. Right, exactly. He doesn't have to work for it. Exactly. That's and that's I think is that's my defining factor. Okay. Okay. Um. Now we were talking about we spent all this time we're talking about like really really broken characters. Mm-hmm. But I want to flip the script for a second. Okay. Um, what do you think makes a character, like, terribly weak? Like, super, super weak. Like, nearly unplayable. I mean, you can obviously look at the... the Like, you can look at the obvious, like, their damage output. It's just not high right. enough for what their style is. Right, they're weak. I think... And you can almost be overwhelmed. Like, let's say there's a grappler. And uh, surrounded by a bunch of zoning and rush sounds. The, you, like... You might not get if they're not bounced correctly. They might just be inherently a little worse because if there's a bunch of zoners, they'll get zoned out more. Thus, they have worse matchups than any other character, and thus they'll be low tier. In a case like that, I guess you could kind of consider that like a bad character. I would say like Shao Kahn. I think Shao Kahn. I don't know now. I haven't played in a while. But when on day one, I think Shao Kahn was a bad character. He was a bad. I I just think he was bad. He was low. His crushing blows were way too annoying to do, and they just weren't worth doing when you have a character like Gears who can do it with nothing and do twice as much damage, potentially. That's, to me, a bad character. Someone who just doesn't, like, it's just inherently, like, not on the equal footing as everyone else, but doesn't have the options that other people do. Like, he, you give him a projectile, but it's the worst projectile, and it's so easily punished. And... His combos don't do that as much damage. Plus, you have to do something extra to get the combo damage that other people get by doing nothing, you know? Okay. That's, like, I think where the low tier comes in. And a game, like, I, it shows in other games, too. Like I said, not a lot of games have the dividend that's as big as that. Yes, like, they're mostly balanced. Right, a low-tier character might just only be low-tier because he's just not as good as his right. high-tier character. And that's that's inevitable. Yeah. You know, that's just, every right. character's not the same, so someone's got to be the worst. Like, a trash character, you know, you don't see very much like that. You, So it's usually, like, this character just, he's a good character in his own right, but just not as good as this other character. Okay. And I think you see that a lot more. Like, gotcha. You definitely see that the most in games, nowadays at least. But there, you know, the low tier, it could pretty much be anything. Like, oh, they're focused on one style more than, like, a grappler. Maybe they're a zoner, but you can get in on them. And if you can get in on them, they have nothing else to, like, stop you. They have to only zone, which I guess, like, there's not many characters like that anymore. Not really. There's, there's right. That's kind of going by the wayside, being a pure zoner. Right, yeah. The, so that pure zoner is pretty much non-existent anymore but that's what i would consider a low tier someone who doesn't have a lot of options who might not be as good as someone with the same options that they also have and someone who's you know has a doesn't have very good matchups okay okay that that makes sense and it goes it goes um 
like you said before, if they're like surrounded, just surrounded by like their, right. just by their their contrast, mm-hmm. right? If you're a grappler and the entire cast is nothing but zoner or right. rushed down character, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get eaten alive. Yeah, it's just not gonna you work know? out for you. And especially if, and I think this is the case more often. If you they give you like this is your style. You're a you're a grappler, right? Okay. But your grappler, your grapples do 10 percent, fifteen percent. I think that happens more often than not. Yeah, that happens. That does happen a lot. Like you, you want me to be a grappler, but you don't give me the tools to be a right. Grappler. There's not a, like so. You already have to make a lot of sacrifices to be a grappler. You don't have projectiles a lot of the time. You don't have a lot of good ways to get in. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a lot of those options. So you really have to make the grappling part beneficial for that person to use. Because not then. If they're only doing 10% on a grab, it's like, okay, this character's pointless because I can do that much damage with a Hadoken or something. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. With a full screen Hadoken. So you, have, you don't have that balance of play style, I guess. That's that's definitely... Yeah, it can be it can be frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Because especially when, like, you know how you want to play and the, mm. game, and the game doesn't let you play that Right, because, you know, you know how to play a grappler... But if the game doesn't allow you to play the grappler, you can't play the grappler. Yeah. That's just how it is. And that's that's just what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Um, now, if there's a character in a game that's, like, super broken, or, okay, I don't want to throw out broken, but, like, super, like, overwhelmingly powerful, mm-hmm. you know, say, like, another Hilde or another, mm-hmm. um, like, Kokonoe or right. whatever. And then you have a, a character, for some reason they're in the same game, like, fucking... Like Dan from Street Fighter Four, uh, like yeah. Vanilla Street Fighter Four. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you go about fixing that? Well, I think it's almost like a dual end problem. You know, Dan is like jokingly bad in yeah. that game, be on purpose. Like, you know, it's on purpose. And at the same time, Sagai is super good. But I think you can't just buff Dan. You know, like I think if you're looking at both and you're saying, okay. There's such a stark contrast in Dan and Sagat and Vanilla Street Fighter 4. You kind of have to work both ends on it. You have to... If this is the way you're going to go, you have to work... Oh, yeah, we do need to buff this character, but we also need to nerf this character in order to close that gap. Right, to bring like, closer to the center. If you just buffed Dan to get him to Sagat, you just have more of the problem. Right, you, you just know? got two top. Yeah, exactly. You just have more of that problem. I think, overall, you got to kind of work both angles. You have to fix what's inherently already good and you have to fix what's bad and at the at a point you'll just kind of mingle in that single area which i think is where you want right. to be you, you want know, every character to be like on equal footing almost do you, as close you can get at least do you think companies nowadays are trying to like balance their games out to to kind of appease spectators you think they're trying to make it more balanced so they see more characters to get more people in the seats uh i i mean that could definitely be one i i, I could definitely see that i think you almost want to have... Because you're always going to have a high tier no matter what. Like, you'll just will never have a, a only mid-tier game. And if you do, you'll have mid-tiers in the higher end. You always have a character that's higher end. Yeah. But I think you just want to, as a dev, you almost want to make just as close as possible. So that it is more entertaining to watch. But in the same vein, you have to watch... You have to look at the people who are professionally playing your game. Because if you have this one character that's like, immensely good, then, like, let's say in MK, right? In MK11 again, there's a professional player named Honeybee who was, like, a big Devorah man. Yeah. And he knows, like, that, you know, all these other characters exist and are way better, but he loves Devorah, but Devorah was trash. Uh-huh. 
on players. And it's almost just like, Dan, like this is also bad on your player because he likes, he loves that character, but you, he can't use that character anymore because mm-hmm. you look at that perspective, you're not going to run a low tier character into a, a tournament. It's just not going to happen. So he can't even use that character anymore. So you might lose a professional player in that in that aspect, and that's just bad for you. That's true. So there's a lot. You have to look at the spectators to you know keep characters more interesting that people want to watch, but you also want to do justice to every character at the same time. And I think that's like where the problem and issue comes from, because you always want to inherently have a better or worse character. Yeah, but you have to. Smit, you just want that gap to be as low as possible, right. pretty much. I think it's. I think it's um a good thing to have kind of like characters on the lower mm. end. it's good like people like underdogs yeah the competition is there and that's always good hey, how exciting are top 8s when there's like someone running like a, a weak character like that's yeah, always exactly. like you have someone to root for and it's right. good to watch um <clears throat> now now do you think there's any possible way aside from having exactly one character in the game to make the game perfectly balanced no, no I, I don't. I just don't think it's possible, especially when you throw different playstyles in there. Okay. If you because if you have a care a game of uh, like let's say through like through like two characters and one's a zoner and one's like a a grappler, like you're all like you're inherently that zoner is probably gonna be better, you know, like and if you in order to keep that character. As that, you need to give them, uh, you need to keep them that way. Like, for example, Zangief doesn't have projectiles, and thus, and he only has grappling moves, and thus he's a grappler. But if you give Zangief projectiles and rush down moves and also a grappler, he's no longer a grappler anymore. No. He's just some hybrid. He's not a grappler. Same with a zoner. If you give this zoner, uh, uh, you give this owner uh, grappling moves and rush on moves. They're no longer just a zoner. They just become the same character, pretty much, and they have the same exact options. And thus, it becomes uninteresting. Yeah. Because it's just like almost watching the same characters like fight each other. So in order, you, you can't really have characters that differ that differ in playstyle and option without having characters that might be better. And you and you might get like without a character that hey, he's a zoner. Zoners are. In, Good against grapplers. That's always kind of going to be the conundrum. But it's more interesting that way. Because, hey, this grappler character... Yeah, and he, he might inherently be better. But he's just a better player. And thus he can cross that distance with the skill. So you might get his grappler that'll still win against that kind of character. And that's where, the, like, you know, you get that competitive, like, insight. But if it's just a character that... If you just have this whole game full of the same characters... It's just like who even cares? Right. You who, know? Wants to, who wants to watch? Yeah, you don't get the interesting skill aspect. You don't get any of that. It just kind of becomes boring, and everything's kind of samey. It's not. You don't get that competitive like outlook anymore. And then nobody wants to watch. Anymore. Exactly, and then you don't have any watching. <laughs> so you can't truly have a balanced game if you want an interesting game. Right. I think. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like sure you can. You can make a game where everyone's got the same exact moves and mm-hmm. doing the same exact things, but don't expect to have a thousand entrants in yeah. the tournament. Like, if Street Fighter was just full of, like, Shoto... Wait, what's it called? Uh, Shoto's. Shoto-kims? Like, Shoto-kims. Yeah, like that. That If you don't have a game full of that, like, it's just boring. 
Like you, do you see that? That's why even characters like Akuma can differ, and thus they're be- like better or worse, you know, than Ryu. Like let's say Ryu's a base, they, they they're different characters, but they're similar, but they're different, and just the small difference is that they have placed them differently in the tier list, okay. and that's uh, that enough alone makes your character not as that that game is not completely balanced anymore. But it sure does is. bring interesting things. It brings a different gameplay style to those characters and things. So you lose balance with you know, competition. Okay, because it's balance with intrigue. Right, right exactly. Like, so, a, so a developer really should never strive for perfect balance. Maybe not. Maybe not 100% perfect balance. And I, I mean, I guess you can strive for perfect balance, but you have to strive for perfect balance in a different way. You okay. can't, you, like, a character like Dan has to be good in another way to make up as a character like Ryu, right? Like, Dan's a joke, but a joke character in, like, early Street Fighter 4. But to make him good, you might have to, instead of just making him a Ryu clone so that he's just as good as Ryu, you have to do something to him that keeps his uniqueness, but also just makes him good enough, just as good as Ryu, but differently, you know? Right. They- and I think nowadays, I think especially nowadays, and this this kind of goes away from uh, the tears a little bit. Um, I think nowadays, if they were to reintroduce Dan, I don't think they would go with just oh, make him a bad character, no. make him bad bad buttons, bad frames. Right. I think they would go with the more animation route, make him try to be Ryu but fail. Right, exactly. But he'll still be a, a character that is you know viable. Yeah, viable. Yeah. Right. So you think that's kind of how they should? go about things yeah you can't really you'll never have the perfect balance game but that's the best way to go about it I think okay and people and I think this is I think that's kind of like where where it goes what people's minds are maybe they don't realize it um, but they want an interesting game mm-hmm. and I think that's what balance brings like like a good balance brings mm-hmm. is an interesting game if there's too many high tiers yeah then all you see is them if if um, yeah pretty much that mm-hmm. if it's unbalanced if there's People like most of the cast is down here, and there's like mm. four up here. You only see these yeah, four. You're only seeing those four, absolutely. So, I think that's what you know. You want to things mm. about. You want you want right. them spread out in the middle somewhere. Right. Okay. Well, that is all that I had for you today. Um, do you have any other questions or concerns or anything of the like? No, I don't think so. No, hit every beat. Yeah, I think so. Alrighty, that sounds good. Thank you for coming in today. Okay. I appreciate it greatly. Of course. These are, these are like, I've wanted to talk about the tiers mm-hmm. for, for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And I like to talk to you about them because they're, like, back then we did, you know, we put a lot of stock into it. Before. Right. You know, there, there were there were times where, you know, uh, I was like, oh, my character's, like, bottom tier. That's why I lost. Mm, right. And, you know, you think some people, like, they just fall back on just that. Yeah, that's a dangerous thing to fall back on, too. Like, if you fall back on, uh, he's... My character's low tier, so like, uh, yeah, of course I'm gonna lose. Then you're almost just like losing that outlook that now I gotta get better. Yeah. Like you still gotta get better whether your character's low tier or not, and you can still possibly win against a high tier with a low tier. Yeah, it's all about determination. It's right. Good. Exactly. Whether or not you are low tier or high tier, and we talked about it before, it comes down to individual players. Right. Exactly. That's the overall will always be come to that skill level. All right. And I think it's, I think it's kind of cowardly to like fall back when every loss is oh my character's low tier. Right. Yeah. That's why I lost. You're I not lost learning anything. Tier. You're not learning anything from that at all. It's like oh you're just going to keep losing then. Right. That's exactly. How you, that's how you keep losing. So. Right. Um. But anyway, that's all I have for you. And so, 
I would like to thank the Jamaican Shake for coming on today. That's me. And I have been Mick Whoopi Goldberg, and this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. So we will see you all on the next one. Goodbye.